It's time for our Trees Are Key podcast, brought to you by Texas A&M Forest Service. I'm Paul Johnson. And welcome to episode 312, our final episode of Trees Are Key. Last week, we explored keys to urban forestry, and this week, we're going to wrap up with keys to trees. I'm almost speechless. Those of you that know me know this is a rare occurrence. I actually woke up this morning thinking, it's the final countdown. I won't subject you to my singing. No one deserves that. But I am listening to it as I write this final Trees Are Key. It's been so gratifying to run into listeners across the country and receive DMs and emails about how Trees Are Key has impacted you. When we started, there weren't many options for listening and learning about trees, forests, arboriculture, or urban forestry. We all spend so much time driving from one place to another or walking and exercising, and audio is a great way to learn and improve. Luckily, there are more tree-based podcasts available now in 2021. We decided to try this podcasting thing and committed to producing for at least a year. There were plenty of people that asked if I could come up with enough topics to fill a year. I kind of had that question a bit myself, so I started by making a production schedule so I knew I had 52 topics to talk about. We dove right in and started producing Trees Are Key. During that first year, we also tried to figure out what success looked like. What would tell us that we need to continue to invest in producing the podcast? This is a challenge for many projects but determining goals and success are important. I finally found a few resources that stated that, excluding the mega-popular podcasts with millions of listeners, that the average podcast receives somewhere between 200 and 300 listens per episode. Niche podcasts averaged a little bit less. We ended the first season with just over 10,000 listens, which was almost 200 listens per episode. I still had ideas for topics worth covering, and the agency said, let's keep going. Year two was even better than year one, and so on. Year over year, we've had an increase in listens, until as of this recording, we've had nearly 238,000 listens of our over 300 episodes, which averages out to over 750 listens per episode. I like to look at impact another way. Taking a conservative estimate of 10 minutes of learning per episode, per listen, equals over 40,000 hours of education provided in less than six years, and that number will continue to grow as you continue to listen. Wow. This is all thanks to each of you who have listened, shared, rated, and reviewed us. We greatly appreciate your support. It is a highlight of my career. How do we summarize six years and more than 300 topics into 10 to 15 minutes? I don't think I can. So let's end this by focusing on the main focus of this series, the trees. We talked about community and people more last week. So this week, we can really focus in on the trees, and you can always go back and listen to the many professional and personal development topics we've covered. Trees are key. It's a basic truth. Trees aren't the only key, but they are so important, so essential, that they deserve better understanding and care. If I could summarize the most important topics you should know, many of them are in Season 1. That's because we didn't know there would be a Season 2, much less 3, 4, 5, or 6. 
Now, I wouldn't say you should just go back and listen to the first 10 episodes, because not only did we try to select the important topics, but we also tried to make the topic and the publication date make sense. We didn't focus on planting trees during the July or August episodes. Our most listened to episode is still the very first episode, Why Trees Are Key. It has been listened to more than 2,100 times. Why is an important topic and one that more people need to understand. Trees are key because they make the world survivable and provide many benefits that we enjoy, including the oxygen we need to breathe, add in shade during a Texas summer, and we probably shouldn't actually need to include all the other services and benefits. Except, of course, we do, or trees would be better cared for. Every person has different priorities, and we need to match our messaging, teaching, and communication to the recipient. Look at me. I can't talk about trees without talking about people, too. There may be a reason why I'm in urban forestry. If we start with why, then we need to think about who, what, when, and where, too. This is why we discuss arborists, foresters, and other tree care professionals. They are the who and our key to the best care for our trees. We spend lots of time talking about the what, the trees themselves, from species spotlights to tree ID. It's important to know what you're dealing with, caring for, and managing. You're not going to have an oak wilt problem if you're caring for an elm tree. We also have many episodes about what in terms of stress and pests. Identifying the problem is key to better caring for trees. When is such an important topic. From when to plant trees, between Halloween and St. Patrick's Day. When to prune, still an interesting discussion. When to treat a problem. Is there a damage threshold? When is treatment the most effective? And when does a tree need to come down? Removing trees is okay when there is a good reason. We also cover where. Where should we plant trees? Where should we make a pruning cut? Where is the actual problem that is damaging our tree? Where is the risk if the tree or a part were to fail and fall? I know I probably should be able to rattle off a top 10 list of keys to trees but I think that list varies a little depending upon who's listening. I do think tree biology should be in most listeners' top 10 list. When you know how a tree grows, you can make your own decisions about what to do and not to do to the tree. Let's go back to episode 3, Keys to Tree Growth. Trees need light to feed themselves through photosynthesis, storing energy from the sun. Trees need water to carry nutrients for photosynthesis and to keep themselves cool enough to survive. Trees need air for photosynthesis and respiration, releasing that energy they stored. Trees need nutrients as the building blocks for all life processes. Finally, trees need soil for stability and as a source of nutrients and water. Most tree care is about managing at least one of these five items or managing something that affects at least one of these five items. We've put over two decades of experience, research, and knowledge into these 312 episodes. I hope you continue to find them useful into the future. Trees are key to healthier, happier, safer communities. What have been your favorite episodes? Let us know on facebook.com slash treesarekey or tweet me at treevangelist. It's time for our Tree of the Week species spotlight. This week's tree comes from our Trees of Texas website, 
texastreeid.tamu.edu. Bur oak, Quercus macrocarpa, one of my favorite trees. It's also known as mossy cup oak. Bur oaks are large, deciduous trees of the prairies reaching a height of 80 or more feet and a trunk diameter of about 5 feet, with a short body and heavy branches that form an open, spreading crown of dark green foliage. They naturally occur on limestone soils in central Texas as far west as Tom Green County, often on rich bottomlands, along streams or hillsides, and banks along spring-fed rivers and are also planted widely as a landscape tree throughout Texas. The leaf is simple, alternate, 6 inches to 12 inches long, and 3 to 6 inches wide, with 5 to 9 highly variable lobes that lack bristle tips. Lobes are divided by at least one pair of very deep sinuses, and the upper one-third of the leaf typically has a roughly toothed or weakly lobed margin. The flowers are separate, male and female flowers appear in spring on the same tree. Male flowers born on a yellowish catkin 4 to 6 inches long, inconspicuous female flowers reddish in color. The fruit is an acorn, requiring a single season to mature, 1 to 2 inches long, ovoid, set deeply in a mossy fringed cup that gives the species its common name. Their twigs and branches are thick, developing conspicuous corky ridges after the second year. Bark is light gray, rough, and breaks into small, narrow flakes on young trees, then develops very thick bark with deep fissures and narrow plates. The wood is heavy, hard, strong, tough, and durable. It's used for lumber, cross ties, and fuel wood. The large acorns are prized by wildlife and can be used to make a coarse flour. I've had a wonderful cookies made with bur oak acorn flour. You can find bur oak and other great trees at our Texas Tree Selector website, texastreeplanting.tamu.edu. Upcoming tree events. In-person events are starting to pick up. Check out the calendars on tfsweb.tamu.edu and isatexas.com to find upcoming events. Need CEUs? Keep your eyes open for the various webinars from the likes of Tree Fund to keep current and be ready when it's time to renew your credential. This is it. For the first time, there isn't a teaser for next week's episode. There won't be a new episode next week. This is the end of the Trees Are Key series. I want to take this final opportunity to say thank you for listening and sharing this resource. TFS is planning to keep all six seasons available so you can continue to utilize the information that we've shared. It's been an honor to meet many of you and share with you on a weekly basis. Keep growing because trees are key to healthier, happier, safer communities. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Our agency website is tfsweb.tamu.edu. Please take a moment and share us with your family and friends and rate and review us on iTunes. It'll help others find us. 